0: Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of Side of the Storm. My name is Evan, and I'm joined alongside my my co-host, Brandon S. as we are here to recap an Iowa State victory. Victory, you guys. Yes, let's go. Um, yeah,
1: finally won a game. It uh, feels good. feels good. Yeah, it's been a rough six, seven weeks prior to this, so yeah. it will be a much more positive episode, as much as my opinion might not have changed about the team overall. I'm just going to focus on this game and have momentum going forward. So that's really good to see.
0: Yeah, I mean I just think overall it's it's a big time.
1: I mean, and a big win.
0: Yeah, I mean I I think the first thing overall, right? This is the players needed this, the coaches needed this, the fan base needed it. Everyone just needed a deep breath. They just, we just needed a week to just be I mean, if you want to nitpick stuff, which you know we do here, but, you know, if you're just casual fan, right, you can just sit back and relax. You can just don't have to worry about it for the week, right? So I think that's the big thing is everyone can just have a deep breath for a week for the first time since, I guess you can say Ohio, but that, was not, that wasn't had an impact. Really since Iowa, if we're
1: going to be honest. Yeah, I think so, and that's a completely different kind of deep breath, I think. At that point, you're still looking at expectations, and you're early in the season, but it's definitely a very similar feeling. I think you're sitting here and open to a bowl game again, Yeah, probably. I think that opens it up a little bit. I'm a little confused about how we're favored next week. It doesn't make any sense to me, but Oklahoma State's banged up, and we'll get into that later this week, but... Yeah, it's really good to see us get back in the win column, and really unfortunate that they're trying to pull me back into football as soon as basketball started. <laughs> uh, yeah, but before we go ahead and get into stats,
0: um, just wanted to do a quick little recap of the fan vote for player of the game. Now, again, guys, go ahead and make sure to follow us at, at Twitter on side, follow us on Twitter at side of the storm. Um, like I said, just we let you know anytime a podcast is out. Um, and just a bunch of additional media, thoughts, polls, um, just a bunch of other content. So go ahead and do it. So you guys can participate in stuff like this. But I put out a poll for Player of the Game. Uh, the options, in my opinion, were Xavier Hutchinson, Anthony Johnson, Cartavius Norton, and Will McDonald. Um, Cartavius won it uh, four votes to one vote to one vote. Will McDonald did not get any votes, which understandable because if you. Um, A fan vote will count that as sacks, right? But he's a guy I really want to touch on when we get to the defensive side of the ball. But um, I think it's a good segue. Fan vote was Cartavius Norton, which clearly I'm just a week behind here. I predicted TJ to be the player of the game for the Texas game, and then he has a phenomenal game versus Oklahoma. I predicted Cartavius to be my player of the game against Oklahoma, and he had a pretty dang good week here um, against West Virginia. But we will get into the box score real quick. Now, usually we start with the quarterback, but I think with how this team has needed it, we're going to start with the running game. The leading rusher was Deion Silas, uh, 6 carries for 77 yards, uh, followed by him. A better overall game, um, Cartavius Norton, 18 carries, 69 yards, and 2 touchdowns. Jalen Knoll, 1 for 27. That's also something I want to touch on yeah. here in a bit. Um, Jarell Brock, 4 for 13. Another interesting thing to talk about Decker seven for negative 12 sack yardage, but a long of nine. So, um, yeah, as a team, right. 172 yards. This was by far their best performance on the ground. You can maybe argue Iowa just because of how consistently they needed to do it against a really good run defense. But I mean, this was just a really, really good thing to see. I mean, not only us, but every single Iowa State fan has just been saying, if you want to win the game, you need to run the ball. And whether or not there was three really inflating runs to that total, they still ran the ball well. Um, and it doesn't
1: matter if there's inflated
0: runs. You still – you got you got those yardage, and that's all that matters. That's
1: The big runs are part of it, and that's yeah. what we're missing. I don't think this team is going to be able to run the ball super consistently, so you're going to need these chunk plays here and there. And obviously – you see Dion break one up the middle, which we didn't think was really possible. You see Cartavius yeah. be consistent, and you see Noel get in the game and on a double reverse, yeah. and that's something we've been wanting to see the entire season. So really can't nitpick on the offense too much, no turnovers or anything. I think Decker's played one of his better games of his career so far, and yeah, I mean, I liked some of the sets we were in with an additional tight end in there for an extra offensive lineman that our typical tight ends aren't super great at blocking to this point. So yeah. I think just getting an extra guy in there and running one less route, the risk reward I think is positive there.
0: Yeah. Um, now I do want to touch here on kind of, you know, Brandon brought up a little bit with just some formations and schemes. Um, but before we do that, uh, I want to bring up Jairal real quick. Um, so we got a unfortunately good angle at that. Yeah. Uh, It looked really bad. I don't know how, uh, apparently, so this is what Chris Williams tweeted out, but he was, like, doing cuts on the sidelines and was running. You can see a little bit of that. But, I mean, you would have had to pay me a bunch of money to tell me that wasn't going to be an ACL. Um, How he seems okay, I don't know. But hopefully he is. He's a big part of the offense. Um, even if it's just for the rest of your pass protection, whatever. Uh, definitely sucks for him. Um, you know, he waited his turn. He had a pretty dang good start. Um, tweaked the ankle versus Kansas. And had. this was – he was almost at 100. It felt like he was getting really close. And then he had that really brutal injury. So um, sucks to see him kind of
1: have definitely not the year he wanted. Yeah, I think the injury – as far as we can tell, looked worse than it actually is if he's yeah. on the sideline doing exercises, jogging around. Yeah. It looked like he wanted to get back in the game. He had his helmet on, but that's more of a conservative thing when you're up at a certain point, 17 points. Yeah. So obviously it's really good. He's a lot better of a pass blocker than our other running backs to this point. Mm-hmm. So at least just getting him back in that perspective and then looking forward to next year for him is going to be really good. Um it's another example of why guys are transferring, transferring I think, especially at the running back position. When you see all these injuries, two in one year for him, and he's a guy that waited his turn and you really appreciate that as a fan, but then you look at it and say, well, he's only got so many years left. And in the NFL, you're really looking at age as a factor more than ever. So, I think that's just kind of a wake-up call on this is the reason why guys are transferring.
0: Yeah. Um, but just wanted to throw that in there real quick. Um, then we'll get to the actual two runners, which I'm not going to lie again. So Jarell does have another year to come back and I still think he's a good running back. Um, but certainly, you know, this is his fourth year now. Um, again, he's, we saw flashes, right? But just the injury and everything, um, don't really know what he wants to do, obviously. But on, going forward, um, if he's still not maybe great for the rest of the year, I really honestly like the one-two punch of Norton and Silas. I think they did a really, really good job of scheming different run plays. I mean, Oklahoma, you know, you struggle to run the ball enough, but it was just constant inside zones with jumbo packages. And there was a lot of speed options, which was great. They just had some outside zones, um, more quarterback design runs. Um, I, I just felt like they did what they needed to do to open up the run game. And we've been talking about this creativity, right? The Knoll, I mean, how many times have we mentioned, try to give Knoll some kind of, we said jet sweep, and it was an end around. But nonetheless, we've been asking for some sort of creativity, utilize guys like Knoll and Dimitri, right? Um, but I don't know. I just thought all the speed option, the outside stuff, quarterback powers and read options, they did a really good job of trying to get a spark in the run game, and that's, in my opinion, why it worked.
1: Yeah, I think this game almost offensively looked like it came off of a bye week in a sense, uh-huh. just because you saw so much more creativity, a lot more, I don't even want to say new plays, but new setups, new schemes on the offensive side of the ball, both running and passing. I think you saw a lot less short routes and probably three or four routes in a lot of times in the past game, even when it's third and obvious. Uh-huh. And you're seeing an extra tight end in there just to – block and create more time you see a little bit more of the rolling out the pocket for deckers and then yeah even the, the run game you're using silas to his abilities and you're using norton to his abilities and he had one really physical run where he probably got 10 yards after contact so mm-hmm. i think that's how we should be using these guys and it was a really good game from tom manning co yeah um
0: the last thing here before i move on from the running game um you know i brought up just a a few moments ago, just how I really liked how they were utilizing the guys or in terms of Norton and Silas. And Norn is no doubt your bell cow. He's a physical back, and you can see that through the 18 carries. And you can give him those inside stuff um, and ask him to pick up those strong yardages. And I think another thing, too, is right behind the line of scrimmage just asking him to maybe break a couple more tackles, and that will come. The other thing you have to think about, right, this is a true freshman, which, in all honesty, this was his second college football game. So he's still getting the swing of it. I mean, he got hurt in the Southeast-Missouri State game. Um, He finally got back versus Baylor and tweaked it again. And then he got hurt in practice the week of Kansas. So he's been hurt all year long, and Oklahoma was really his first college football game. Um, But honestly, to ask him to be the year bell cow, got almost 70 yards, two touchdowns. And then the reason Silas could be successful is because Norton did a good enough job um, being physical inside, that Silas could get some of those outside ones. Again, he still had that weird one where he squirted through the middle and everything, but still, right? You could utilize Silas to what we've been saying, right? He's a change of pace. Mm -hmm. That's the kind of back he is. He can't be your lead back, and we saw that when we had to utilize him due to injuries, but when you can use him to his strengths, which is a change of pace on the outside, this is how you get the run game to work. More stuff with Null, Keep doing outside speed options. I just I really liked what What I saw from the run game.
1: Yeah, I think... I have a take on Silas that I want your opinion on. Okay. I think he looks really good against bad teams. Sure. Because I think we've only seen him in a couple of games consistently, I guess. And they've all been against teams that don't have the speed on the outsides. And that's where he excels. So I think something to work for for next season is still working on that speed a little bit, and then obviously getting more physical so you can be used up the middle and it's not so predictable. But I yeah, I think that's my take. What's your opinion on that?
0: Yeah, I mean, I definitely agree with that. I mean, I think at the same time, though, I don't – Kansas isn't really an elite defense, um, and it's not really like they have the athletes. You know, you could argue you got teams, Oklahoma and Texas, their defenses are great, but they have the athletes, so it's, you know, it's a little different, but – Kansas and Kansas State aren't necessarily insane athletes, and he still wasn't extremely successful. But I think part of that, too, was, again, they used him way more in the inside run game because that's just kind of the team they've been. Um, so that that wasn't his strengths. But, no, there's definitely some truth to that for sure. He's maybe not looked great against the better teams. But he also has, for most part of the season, has either been in, in garbage time early on Or was being used as a true number one back, which he just isn't. And I
1: feel this was probably the first game we actually saw Silas to his true ability and what he was meant to be. Yeah, I think when you're using him in the right scheme, going outside, that's when he's going to be best. It just seems like a lot of times he's making these big plays on the outside and that doesn't happen against teams like Oklahoma, like Texas. Yeah, sure. So I think he's definitely a good piece going forward just as that change of pace, as you mentioned. Yeah. Um, but we'll move
0: on from the running game. Again, just really glad that we got some production, a lot of production. Really the reason we could win the game, and that segues perfectly into Decker's. Um, arguably his best game is a Cyclone. Now his QBR is only a 49, but give or take with what you want on that. Um, he should have had three touchdowns. Um, really brutal drop from Nolny in the end zone. So you're looking at p- closer to f- two. Th- 30-ish in three touchdowns if no one makes that grab.
1: Um, Looking and, back on that play, it looks like it was tipped a little oh, bit. Oh, it was? But okay. still, if it's in your hands, you should catch it. Sure.
0: Um, but no, I mean, overall, I think this was probably his best game the Cyclone. You could argue the Texas game. But, um, yeah, I don't know. I just think this is what maybe the coaching staff was expecting from Deckers. I feel that... When, I mean, he didn't have to throw it, he didn't even throw it 40 times today. Um, the last couple games, last couple, I mean, the last four or five games, he's been throwing it over 50, was closing it on 60 against Oklahoma. So you see the three picks, and you see kind of errant throws. His his mind has just been mush by the time the fourth quarter's arrived. Yeah. You've just been asking a lot for a guy that hasn't got a chance to develop, um, which isn't his fault. I mean, he's also been plagued by drops poor offensive line play, inconsistency in the run game. So it's been really hard for him, I feel like, to be the quarterback that you expect in the Big 12 and to win you football games when you've been asking this kid
1: to do everything for you. And I think this is a really big win, especially for him, Yeah, just to get back in the win column because probably unfairly all of the blame gets put on the quarterback when it shouldn't. But I think nonetheless, him coming back in this game, playing really well getting some he had a really good roll out throw to null that yeah. he rolled out left and through left so that was really good um, I don't know I think he's getting more consistent as he goes along his pocket presence still needs to develop and that's something in the off season that will get fixed I think yeah continuing to roll out in these plays that's just play calling he has no control over that but even when he's in the pocket he seems to be more and more comfortable as this year is going on and He's not checking down immediately like we saw early on in the season, so I think the improvement is really evident with him, especially when you're looking at a game like Baylor. I think this game was very similar to that, in a sense. It's a similar type of defense. They both play kind of this not even prevent style, but they're going to make you throw to beat you or run outside, which we saw more of, which we can't exactly do against Baylor with their athletes, but... I think Deckers has played really good, and he's had, like you said, a lot of things to overcome with the offensive line being—I don't even want to say disappointing, but it kind of is. It is every year. So I don't know if
0: disappointing is just
1: kind of same old, same old. It is old, what it is. But yeah.
0: Um, but no, and again, I want to give credit to, you know, Manning and just the scheme. Right. Um, continue to roll them out, which I think the one thing about. You know the Oklahoma game that just made it so disappointing was there was so much improvement and we saw they schemed better things and it felt like they just lost that in the Oklahoma game. But um, going back to the Texas game, they rolled him out and that was that made life easier for him. And the, again, they continue to do that. There's a lot of more quarterback design runs in the Texas game and like it just feels like they went back to the Texas Texas game plan. I'm not entirely sure what happened with the Oklahoma game plan. It just felt like. This was much more similar to what they did versus Texas, and that's why the Texas game at that point was his best game of his career. I still think maybe statistically it doesn't show up, but it just felt like he looked way better today or Saturday, whatever. Um, But, no, I I feel like they did what they needed to do to make him comfortable. The run game took so much off his shoulders. Um, He did get sacked three or four times, but – uh, and again, you know Brandon mentioned this this is something that could be improved in the off season. not all of it's completely on him, but there's some times where he could have thrown it away. but even stuff, there's a couple plays I want to point out. Um, the touchdown to Hanukkah um extended the play really well and was waiting for something to happen and caught the guy not looking and gave his receiver a shot. Um, not sure if he saw a flag, so he threw it or yeah. if he just kind of tested it. Um, but either way, no one was looking at the ball besides Hanneke. So I feel like, you know, I can't really speak into his mind, right? But it felt like that was a play where he saw a potential mismatch through it, and it was good. And one play that was super impressive to me was a speed option. They were running to the right side of the field, and he made a nice cut. He faked it, went inside, but we got tripped up a little bit and didn't just fall to the ground. He still he tossed it to Norton yep. and continued to gain more yards. So that was just a really heads-up play. I just felt he didn't force any balls. He was pretty accurate. And, again, we've talked about this. The line hasn't been great, and there were some drops too. Mm -hmm. Um, But I felt he looked really, really good today. Or, again, sorry, whenever this game was played Saturday.
1: Yeah, I think the whole game plan was pretty much Texas, but it added a few wrinkles much to the benefit of the quarterback. Yeah. Because you get that run game going, and that's indirectly going to affect him. It's going to take a lot off his shoulders, and then you get into the fourth quarter, and you're actually able to comprehend what you're seeing on defense. And a lot of that is you're not playing Brent Venables this week. Yeah. But I nonetheless, he looked a lot better. And it's really good to see going forward that he's continuing to de- develop at a pretty fast rate, and at the right times, this team is continuing to hit stride. I think.
0: Yeah. Uh but we'll move on to the receiving game. Um Hutch had ten catches, hundred forty-three, sorry, hundred twenty-three yards and a touchdown. Stanley, three catches, nineteen yards, uh Norton four for eighteen. Hanukkah, two for seventeen and a touchdown. Dean one for fourteen. Wilson one for nine. Russ one for eight. Gyro one for six. Noel one for five. Um you know, I felt statistically it looks really bad and it looks like he didn't really spread the ball a whole lot. But Noel had a plethora of opportunities that he just wasn't on his game. I don't. He just wasn't Jalen Noel this weekend. Um, but you know, Hutch could say he was the player of the game. I just think you know he probably had a better statistical day than Norton right? But it just we needed the run game, so that's you know. Um, but Hutch was being Hutch. Uh, didn't have any drops. Got open on third down. Um, again, can't ask much for him. Shout-out to him. He broke his own record for single-season receptions, um, and now he's chasing down Alan Lazard for the most receptions in school history. So um, as much as I love Lazard, it'd be super
1: impressive for Hutch to break that in three years. So. Yeah, definitely. I think you saw everything out of the game that you wanted to out of him. The biggest thing that gets overlooked and isn't necessarily in the stat sheet is how good he is on third down and how consistent he is on that. It seems like pretty much every time he's open on third down, Deckers finds him and he gets hit hard every time. Mm -hmm. He stays in the game. His head's always in the game and didn't have a big drop this game like he has in the past, so no critiques for me on his game. Yeah, and part of me wonders
0: if some of those drops have just been fatigue drops Um, because as much as you're asking – you know, when you, you when you have Deckers throw it or drop back 60 times a game, you're having Hutch run almost 60 routes a game because he's out there almost every single play. Yeah. Um, and even after that really crucial Texas one, he was just gasping for air on the sidelines. Um, so part of me wonders if some of those drops are fatigue stuff. Um, and when you have a run game, he doesn't have to run as many routes. He's just consistent, and he did what we needed of hutch so really good on him um and then again i think statistically it, it doesn't really look like deckers did a whole lot but i mentioned it um Noel had a couple ones that he could have been at felt stanley was pretty good um you know i've been saying this but i wish they used hanika a little more if you want to use the tight end he's your receiver mm mm-hmm. um I feel like we've been trying to say this, um, and he's continued to show flashes. So I hope they're going to use him a little more. Um, but no, I, I feel they did a they did a good job the, out of the receiver, tight ends,
1: running backs. Yeah. it was a, it was all around a pretty good day. And even if Noel didn't have a great day receiving, he had a really big block on one of Norton's touchdowns. Yeah. So I think even when that doesn't show up, he's still in the game for a reason um i think it's the same thing when they throw a bitter out there it's not necessarily they're expecting him to get a big catch for 10 yards or anything i think it's just blocking on the edges and that's something that they should continue to go to expect especially when they're running outside more relying on those receivers get kind of an kind of a type where you have an extra lineman on the edge and that's actually a really interesting point that we can make before we go ahead and move
0: on to the defense but um Again, this was another scheme thing. Uh, I don't know what his what his name is, but number ninety seven. Yeah. They used an extra lineman, or maybe it was just an an, an extra number because sometimes they have those. Because I don't think O linemen wear ninety seven, so. Not typically. <laughs> no, um, but they used a, a number ninety seven. Doesn't necessarily mean that it was actually whoever ninety seven is. Sometimes they just have those jerseys that mm-hmm. you throw on. But they used that guy <laughs> as a tight end. And when you have an O-line that is struggling to not run only run block, but pass just struggling blocking in general, they threw in another offensive lineman at a tight end spot, which gives you mismatches most times and helps your interior of the line. Um, they did more, um, you know, we've seen some jumbo, but I've, there was some, I mean, there was super jumbo where they had that guy as a tight end. And then Russ, and then whoever the blocking other blocking fullback is, he's number forty nine. I don't know his name, but um, I just again scheming was really 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 good today. Or again, okay. sorry, jeez, um, yesterday recording this Sunday night. But um, no, I just scheming all around. I think even plays the the controversial null drop, whatever it was, right? They blocked eight on that play. Yeah. They said, hey, we're gonna give our two best receivers, some time to hopefully find a spot. We're going to give Deckers – we're going to give him literally every – as much protection as we can give him, Um, and they put in big guys to block. So they did a really good job of doing their best to, again, make life easier on Deckers, which is why he had a good day.
1: Yeah, I think when you're only – you have three really solid receivers, so you don't need to go five wide. No. So I think just having that extra tight end in there is – a really good piece going forward and it's going to extend a lot of plays give them an extra second or two and that's the difference a lot of times when you're running deep routes and looking for a big play yeah um but we just rambled on about the offense for basically 25
0: minutes which is fine we won the game um and also most of the time it's been this way but this time it's just positive and most of it's because a lot of stuff that we've been asking for and hoping for they really answered um execution wise, play calling wise, personnel wise. I think we highlighted that maybe after the Oklahoma one was the main three problems was personnel, execution and play calling and it felt all three areas took real good steps. Um and overall just doesn't matter. I mean, it's 31-14, so that's that's a big win and they had a touchdown in garbage time. Um, Both of their touchdowns were kind of fluky. Yeah. So, I mean, this is huge momentum. Um going into next week, but we'll quickly touch on the defense. There's not much to say, as there really hasn't been much to say all year. Another incredible outing. As Brandon just said, their two touchdowns were really uh, fluky. I want to see when they got the ball on their first touchdown. Um, Three and a half. So they went down in three and a half. The other one, it felt, I want to say, under two minutes. Give me a sec. And that one was just
1: in the fourth quarter when we had yeah. twos and threes in.
0: So they got it at three and a half and four minutes and scored with, like Brandon said, just the first half one was a prevent defense, which they've, were, they've ran so many times oh, it under Haycock and it just doesn't work. Um, and then the other one was with the twos and threes. So on another incredible outing, uh, in terms of statistically... Um, Reader and Freeler were tied for total tackles at five. Reader was really good. Yeah. It's really good to have him back in there. Um, TJ, another good day. Four tackles, half tackle for loss. Um, don't think he gave up anything.
1: He, was he the one on the first half touchdown? Oh, yeah. But, but it felt like kind of he a tripped. Slip. Yeah, I don't, I don't know what happened. happened. Yeah. Um,
0: McWill had four tackles, half a sack and a tackle for loss in a QB hurry. Um, before we get continue in, st- in stats, I want to quickly talk about him. Um, again, he is not having the season statistically that I'm sure he wanted, that most of us look at, but I can't tell you how big of a difference he is. And one thing that he's done really, really well, which – actually even though his sack number is really low right now which you know one of his big things for in terms of you know NFL stock is him as a pass rusher that is his strong suit but he has been amazing in the run game this year. He has taken great strides and that is going to help him in his draft stock due to his low sack number which isn't even his fault. We've mentioned this so many times. He's getting doubled and tripled um, and MJ Anderson has done really well stepping up and utilizing that. Mm-hmm. It feels like he's consistently getting a sack or getting the quarterback every game. I really like number 11 out there too. Tyler Onyedum, I think is he's how you his He's got the size. Name. He looks D1 already. Yeah. He looks awesome out there. Um, but no, I just, um, I know statistically he does not look like the Will McDonald we've seen for the past two seasons, but I can tell
1: you this man has been incredible again. Yeah, I think it doesn't necessarily – it's not as eye-popping as he was last year Yeah, because of the sacks, but he got a half a sack today yeah. or yesterday. <laughs> I'm doing the same thing you running off on me. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. He's He hasn't looked quite the same, but he is getting double-tripled a lot. Mm. Um. He's been a lot better in the run game. He's actually dropped into coverage a couple times this year, which we didn't see at all in the prior years. So I don't think it will hurt his stock too much. I hope not, but no. I don't know. He's – It's not the season he's hoped for, but it's not like he's completely regressed and hasn't improved on anything. He's been a lot better in the run game.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think he's kind of taken what he's gotten at this point and done what he has been able to do to help the team. And if there's one thing, you know, again, it hasn't been great statistically, like like I've been saying, but he is now tied with Von Miller at 33 sacks for the Big 12 record. Takes half a sack through three games – this is maybe the one thing besides a bull game I want nothing more for is to will to get half a sack. And break the record. Yeah. So that that's just one thing in terms of him. Keep hoping that he can get that half sack because he definitely has not had the year he's wanted, so that's just all I can hope for at this point. Um but other than that, there's not really a whole lot of eye popping numbers. Um where's Orion here? He only had two tackles, but he had a sack and a tackle for loss, so um, AJ, great. Uh, did get a pick. Unfortunately, there was almost no other Cyclone that deserved that touchdown more than Ann. Yeah. And it got called back. It's the right call, no doubt. But, of course, maybe the guy that deserves it the most out of anyone on this roster couldn't get it to go in. Um, but great day from him. Got that pick. Uh, and then he even had one where it's the same thing, just opposite side. He turned around and got his hand on it and knocked it out. Um, there's a reason you don't see anyone throw out one because he is great and we've mentioned this this is I'm officially ready to say this the best secondary Iowa State has ever had um from corners close from corners to safeties I mean Freeler is great in the run game um and is just locks to the back down really really well TJ is hit shutdown status purchase has been really solid his maybe one nick is, on those deep balls, just turn around a little earlier. Outside that, he's been really good. Jeremiah Cooper has played great as a true freshman. Those five have been incredible, and this um, you know, they rely
1: pretty heavily on them as they put five DBs out there for a reason. Yep, and the biggest thing for me was no deep crossers yep. on Saturday. And they took that away. So. Finally. <laughs> after the last three weeks of Texas just torching us on those, they took it away. So, Again, improvement on all sides of the ball. Yeah, can't critique much on the defense. No.
0: Um, but, yeah, I think that's really all we have left. Um, Catch the
1: punts, please.
0: Yeah, and we, we just discussed this beforehand. I don't know if that's a coaching thing where they're just saying, hey, our defense is what's winning us games right now. We don't want to put them in bad spots. Um, some of them, and it, and that's probably just an overall coaching thing, If it's 50-50 and you're right there and you're a little nervous, get out. Obviously, losing 25 yards sucks, but I think I'd rather lose 25 yards than turn it over and put West Virginia in a scoring position, right? So it is very annoying, and some of those he can't let go by, but I think at the end of the day, um, the ball was kind of spinning in a weird direction. You know, he still has got to be able to catch it, right? But um, I'd rather put him in a spot to just let it go
1: and even losing all that yard sucks it's still better than a turnover yeah and I think our offense kind of made made up for it more than they usually would but at the end of the day you're losing 25 yards and every single one he let go by was with the direction of the wind coming at them so I'm guessing it is a coaching thing it's just when you see it happen two times in a row and it continues to happen it begins to get annoying and if it's in a close game that's going to show up more than ever yeah no doubt Um, But, yeah, Iowa State, um, Brandon
0: pointed out earlier, favored it somehow, going into Stillwater. By um, one, so
1: it's not crazy.
0: No, but um, we caught the Cowboys at a very, very, very good time. Um, They're very banged up. They just got their butts kicked. They're basically out of the Big 12 race. Um, So, morale could be a little down. Upset could be brewing in Stillwater, but you guys are going to have to stay tuned for our talk about that later in the week. Um, But yeah, that's, like I said, that's all we got here today. Um, As I mentioned earlier, go ahead and follow us at side of the storm on Twitter. Um, Let you know anytime a podcast is available along with a bunch of different um, additional media and content and all that. Um, Before I go ahead and end it, anything, any last words from you, Brandon?
1: Um. Really good to see a win in the calm. I was just looking at ESPN, and for the longest time it was just win, 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 and then a wow, string of losses continuing every single week. It's good to see that win getting back, and I think you really needed this. Uh, I guess you needed this motivation going into Stillwater. Keeps your season alive in a it, sense. Yeah, it does, and you're you're looking a lot. You're in a lot bit of, of a better spot and bowl game wise. I don't know. I think it kind of revives the season in a sense. You got three games to go. Is that right? Yeah, three games to go, and you need two of them. One of them's at home, and you should win. And then you just got to pick one of the two on the road, and one of them is definitely winnable, as you said. We're favored somehow. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, tomorrow we got two basketball games. Today. Today. Okay, we're putting it on Monday. Yeah. Gotcha. So when you guys are listening to this, it is Monday, so today. Yeah. Women play at 11 today, and the men are at 7. Both teams should be good, I hope. Men are the ones holding up the end of the bargain here. But, uh, yeah, let's hope for another good week. Looking forward to it. Yep. Um,
0: That is going to go ahead and end it, Um, as we've mentioned. We'll be back here Wednesday for the Oklahoma State preview, and then probably... I don't know, maybe Friday-ish for your recap of IUPUI and the preview for... N C A and T. There you go. Um, but, yeah, until next time, you guys, roll calls, baby.